Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Juliette Aboto here with me, and I'm so excited for you to dive into this episode because Juliette shares so much gold around high-frequency sales, aka selling with soul, as well as hypnosis for success and abundance, and inclusive coaching and the importance of inclusive coaching. So Juliette is a master hypnotherapist, an NLP master practitioner and trainer, and she has a bachelor's in psychology and it's just just filled with so much knowledge and gold. Her story is super empowering too. After 10 years in corporate, Juliet left to run her own design agency and a business funding startup. And she was running two six-figure business businesses that led to severe burnout, which actually then led her eventually to discovering or rediscovering the power of NLP and hypnosis. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I'm like obsessed with NLP and hypnosis hypnosis as well. It's like these tools to reprogram your subconscious mind are so freaking powerful. So Juliet began to coach other, other stressed out business owners and helping them with their mindset and that's what led her to eventually becoming master practitioner of hypnotherapy, NLP, among other things. And so in this episode, as I mentioned, Juliet shares about the power of hypnosis. And we talk about a lot of things in this episode, um, specifically around not just hypnosis, but also the like building an inclusive business and, and um, really holding space for all types of clients that you call into your business. I recently took a workshop that Juliet did around um, holding space for black and brown clients. And it was so incredibly helpful. And I think that it's so needed and so important, um, Juliet's message and her sharing that side um, in her business to help people really just all come together to be the change we want to see in the world. And that starts within yourself, but also with um, growing and creating an inclusive business and an inclusive inclusive containers for your clients. So we're going to talk about a lot of things in this. I'm excited for you to dive in. Make sure that you tag me on Instagram when you listen at the spiritual boss babe. And don't forget to check out the show notes so that you know where to check out and connect with Juliet after this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Juliet onto the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Julia. I'm so excited to have you here and I can't wait for you to share all of your wisdom, all of your magic, all of your gold with everyone today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Same here. I love that you are so into NLP and hypnosis and all of the ninja mindset tools and energy tools. It's 
such powerful work. And I'm curious, um, just to open this up, like what really led you, and I know this is a really deep question. (laughs) I have to always open up with this though, but like what led you to the work that you're doing now and like really being on purpose and, uh, helping others in such a deep, impactful way? Yeah, it's, um, so when I started my entrepreneurship journey, um, I started doing really well. Like I hit six figures within the first year. And so then I started another business. And so my whole goal was to help people. And um, as I expanded, I had more people, but then like the transformation or the um, success numbers were dwindling because I was getting more people. And I noticed that um, mindset and attitude was a big part of people's success. And then also at the same time, I was getting, I was, I started to suffer from burnout syndrome. And so I needed something to help it make it, make it easier for my clients. Um, I was doing business funding at the time, get results or to help them with their mindset. And I also needed some relief from, you know, this cycle of like working hard and then I take a vacation and I feel guilty for taking a vacation and it's back to square one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I discovered um, Catherine Zakina's um, Rich Babe Academy. And in the academy, it was important for me because um, it was like making money, but I really liked just the freedom within it. I needed freedom, mm-hmm. mental freedom. That was a big thing. And so I, she did a hypnosis in the program. And then I was like, oh yes, I love hypnosis, which led me to find out um, a hypnosis, NLP, EFT, um, time techniques uh, certification. So I thought, okay, I'll just do like a certification so I can incorporate it into my business and use the tools for myself. And I ended up staying for, um, in LA for almost the year and went wow. through training, training. So now um, I train hypnotherapists and NLP practitioners and I don't even run the business funding business anymore. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I just focus on my practice because I realized that um, it really is mindset. Like when you have your mindset right, you can get business funding, you can hit your sales, you can find mm-hmm. love, you can do all this stuff because it all starts in the mind. So I wanted to just help people focus on that because when I started to do mindset and start looking at business funding applications again, it was like, <laughs> no gracias, I don't want anymore. I don't want to do paperwork. I want to help people like up level. And yeah. so um, and then it just kind of snowballed. From wow. There. That's amazing. It sounds like you just like really went in. You've found something that like resonated with you and just said, just decided uh, to learn about it. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. It sounds. Yeah, it was, it was the most natural. Well, I guess like with my businesses, I realized with my human design is generator. Me so, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when you get something and it works and then it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you keep going and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the battery keeps running kind of thing. And so um, you, you start off having one thing in mind. You're like, okay, I'll just do this. And then it just, it just naturally progressed. And wow. I'm so glad that, you know, I took, I made the leap. I took the leap. What has, what's the biggest thing that changed for you since like becoming a like a trainer of hypnosis and NLP and all this stuff like your in your own life I guess like in your own mindset and also like in your business. 
So in my mind, like now, um, I have less, a lot less fear. Mm -hmm. Like I was a very fearful person, anxious. Um, I felt like I needed to plan everything to the T. And so, and, and I had control issues, which, you know, I thought like I needed to control everything. I need to do this and do that. And now um, I, I'm more relaxed, um, less fearful, less anxious, mm. um, pretty much kind of going with the flow. And then in business, um, I'm definitely confident in terms of like getting my clients results because I know exactly what they need to do and what I need to present them with, especially mm. hypnosis makes it a lot simpler to because you're working with their subconscious mind. So even if they, after a session in their they're like, I don't know if this is going to work, but subconsciously they, they start making those shifts and then they get the results and they're like, you know what? I thought you were full of it, but <laughs> actually. <laughs> so it's like consciously they could be like trying to um, put it at the back burner, but subconsciously since it's in control of most of your life, they always get results. So it mm. made it doing business and working with um, clients one-on-one -on -one so much easier because I thought um, that, what I initially wanted to pivot into products and not deal with one-on-one -on -one clients because it was like draining and I didn't want to be burnt out again. But I realized it was because of the process and I didn't have hypnosis and I didn't have these tools to help my clients get results. But now mm -hmm. that I'm able to get them results, it's so much, so much simpler. That's, that's awesome. And I agree. Like hypnosis is like literally the most powerful tool in my opinion too of like reprogramming your mind and installing new beliefs and um I came across hypnosis a while back on my own healing journey and that's kind of what led me to delving deeper into the work yeah it's like I I don't know why it's not um I guess with meditation a lot of people were like oh meditation but now it's like more popular so I guess like in the next few years, I'm seeing hypnosis more and more. So I feel like people will start to utilize it. Mm -hmm. So in your coaching, um, and I know that you share a lot around, well, a lot now, I don't know if you've always been sharing a lot around like anti-racism work and like um, the, like I you had a really amazing workshop that I took part in how to hold space for black and brown clients. Um, now, has that, is that something that you have um, been sharing and talking about for a long time? Or is that something that you are now including into your certification program? Because you certify people, correct? Yeah. That you, that you certify, um, is that something that you include in your certification program as well? And can you kind of explain or talk more about that? Yeah, definitely. So with my with the certification program, it was at the time I was focused on um, telling people how to get their soul aligned clients because mm -hmm. at the higher level, like that's what it's really about. And so when you and how to hold space for so how to hold space for anyone, essentially. Mm -hmm. And now um, I'm making it very clear that holding space for anyone includes people of different backgrounds, of, of big, different uh, sexuality, ability, everything. So it, it makes you inclusive um, and it takes it, um, it makes it less of a conscious um, program or conscious 
choice when it's just it'll be more natural and subconscious to you if you use if you see it from this way if you look at it from like 4d versus like 3d and then when you're up here in 4d with the certification you're really able to look at your client's life almost like a monopoly board and you're like okay so they were chess board and you're like okay so they need to make that move over there and that because this is blocking them and this is blocking them so you're Mm -hmm. able to really see what's blocking them but i realize that if people don't um have the information to look for certain things they won't see it Mm -hmm. so i'm incorporating a lot more um three-dimensional blocks that are caused from oppression prejudice racism um, so I want to incorporate that information into mm-hmm. the certification and I have a standalone program. Um, like if you don't want to do the certification, you already are certified, you can get the kindred coaching kit. So it has all that information. So you know what to look for. Cause I realized a lot of people didn't like, for example, um, if you're a food coach or a nutrition coach and you're teaching your clients how to um, lose weight eat it naturally by changing their diet and they've been working with you for like 60 days now and they're still not like losing weight and then after having a conversation with them you realize that they're suffering from a lot of microaggressions at work mm. and so that increases their stress levels and increases their cortisol levels so they can't lose the weight because of what's going on in their lives. So this way now you can um, help them focus on their stress. And then when they when you move the block from stress and then handling microaggressions, you'll start to see them lose more weight. So it just gives you another um, backdoor to that. Yeah. That's interesting. Can you explain like more about like 3D blocks around that that are caused from oppression? Like specifically, I think this would be really helpful for people listening too, around like manifestation and like creating the things that you want. Because I hear a lot as well that like it's different for like white people versus like black people and people of color when it comes to manifesting. And if more people can understand um, what the struggles and resistance are we can support each other more does that make sense yeah yeah that makes sense um because too i also with um my non-black clients or my white clients a lot of them actually um deal with depression or um you know other mental disorders so they i get they get a doctor's note from me so i can do the hypnosis session with them so with a lot of with manifestation and stuff that you see online um it's it's really it's really a framework you Mm -hmm. know but with when you're with hypnosis, you're able to go in deeper. So I like to do manifestation with hypnosis because you're able to really address three-dimensional blocks from institutionalized racism, internalized racism, interpersonal groups within racism. So that, and then in addition to that, the depression and um, anxiety and if a lot of people that go through um, the system have racial trauma, um, like this past two weeks, my sessions have been about sleeping and not lack of focus. Um, Mm -hmm. They switch from, because they usually book for money manifestation, Mm -hmm. but then they switch for lack of focus and not being able to sleep. But I end up just releasing those and then we 
we did the money manifestation because I realized that it was linked to triggers. They were triggered from the images in the media and everything going on. So it took them back to cer certain years or certain time and it triggered the traumatic responses um, due to racism or events in their past lives. Mm -hmm. So being able to see these three-dimensional um, blocks that are caused by oppressive energies, um, racism, um, prejudice because of sexuality or anything, um, you're able to see that. And then when you realize you can release that, and then you can focus on moving forward because mm -hmm. these are the things holding your clients back. So you may kind of like, they have an open wound and you put a Band-Aid on it. And so like, it's okay for a bit, but then it, you know, the Band-Aid loosens and then the wound is still there. You have to kind of dig deep, clean the wound out, sew it up and then, you know, bandage it. So that is really like the difference with um, using hypnosis, NLP and time techniques to help people manifest, like get to the level where um, a lot of people are without those um, three dimensional blocks. So then you can <laughs> then finally start to do the five steps mm -hmm. after releasing all of that, that has been holding you back from your past. So really it's like first, like really bringing awareness to it and then um, really doing the releasing work around it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And go ahead, sorry. Oh, so, and then um, someone asked me in the workshop, like, how do you let your, if your clients are unaware that they have these blocks, how do that you? That was kind of my next question. <laughs> uh, how do you um, let them know? So a lot of times you don't even, depending on the client, like, because you can ask them certain questions and so you can say, oh, okay, so where do you work now? Um, how's your work environment? Do you feel like you're appreciated? So you can get certain things, you can glean certain things by asking questions about where they work and what they do with their daily lives. Um, and then you could ask them, what are your beliefs about making money? How does it make you feel? Um, and you can, under, you can, they'll usually reveal a lot of what the beliefs are. It's like, how would, was your relationship how was your parents relationship with money like what 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 things did they teach you about money so you can get an idea of um what's going on in the back of their minds when mm -hmm. they talk about money when they talk about their dreams um because for some somebody uh, one client she said she used to post on instagram like i don't need six figures i can just you know i don't need a lot of money i don't need that and then by the time of the session she's like oh, <laughs> i hit multiple six figures you know i'm able to help my family i'm able to do all this stuff she was saying that as a defense mechanism because mm. she didn't believe that she would ever hit that wow i think that a lot of people probably do that Mm -hmm. because they get fed up of like not like like feeling like it's not possible even though like part of them probably does believe it's possible or else they wouldn't say it to begin with yeah so then it's like oh it's not that important but it really if it's important to you it's important to you own it exactly and stand in it yeah it and it's like um she also grew up with her parents saying like rich people are jerks yeah 
you know, eat the rich, all this stuff. So shifting her idea of like money doesn't make you mean. You're <laughs> those people are probably mean already to begin with. It just amplifies um, what you already are. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a good person with a big heart and you want to help people, now you're able to help more people with this money. Mm-hmm. And you teach a lot around like high frequency sales and stuff too. Speaking of money, uh, of like coaches who are selling their offers and their programs, what does that entail? Like, is it that like shifting your vibration or your energy around like selling, shifting your beliefs, like how you show up? Yeah, exactly. It's um, really like kind of making it where you are calling in or attracting your your soul aligned clients because by the time you get on the sales call with them or you know they're asking you questions it should feel like just wrapping up you know loose ends it shouldn't mm-hmm. feel like you're pushing them into a program so that's why a lot of people feel nervous because they didn't do the work by the time they get to a call your sales process begins when you show up online or when you send that first email or you put that first post or you um, design your website. When your client comes to your website or your your social media platform or wherever they discover you, that's when the sale should be almost like 50% completed. Mm-hmm. And then you should have something in the middle between your um, the first time they discover you and before your call to send a trigger to you that this person is, is definitely going to be the right client for me. Because what would we, an example of that be? Like, what do you teach on that? So, like, um, if you if they download like a lead magnet, for example, mm-hmm. and then they and then you in the lead magnet within that funnel, your funnel, you put to watch this um, series. Mm-hmm. And if they and then some some platforms, you can see how much people watch. And if they watch all three videos or the full video then and they're ready to book the call it's like all right they're definitely in because they took their time to watch your one hour presentation your two hour workshop and to get this information so you showed value and they showed initiative so by the time you get on the phone with them it's just really answering any questions before they book or join you Mm. and a lot of people are get afraid of um weeding out people or creating those triggers but it's like for me as an introvert like I I need to make sure you're good to go <laughs> before I even like put any energy into I don't even do sales calls anymore because mm-hmm. I have uh, sessions so it's like I can't um I can't do a consultation for like hypnosis it's, I, my calendar doesn't allow for it but when I was first um, launching and had like the time available, I wanted to make sure that the people, by the time I got on the phone with you, you were, you're, you're almost there, you know, and you're ready to do the work. And then what people forget too is your clients, when they come into your program, they, they're going to be your sales team. They're going to be, they're going to help promote their results and your program after they complete it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want tire kickers or people that aren't a hundred percent in because yeah, they'll pay like the thousand dollars or $2,000 and that's great. You hit your sales numbers, but you're kind of leaving a lot of money off on the table. If you're 
en enrolling people that aren't going to actually complete your program or do the work. Yeah. Well, are there certain questions that you ask people like before you used to get on a call with them um, to qualify them? Yeah. So I would, um, for even when I was doing business funding and Facebook ads, I would ask like, so what are you, what are you currently doing now to achieve this goal? And so if they tell you like, oh yeah, I did all this and I did this and did that and it just didn't seem to work. And then you ask them like, so what is it about my program that, um, that makes you think it's going to finally work for you? Mm. And then they say, well, you have this, this, this. And so I think that I can definitely hit my goal because you have this. So it's a, if they say, so if you ask the first question, like, what have you been doing? They're like, oh, you know, I just started to look around and then um, I haven't really tried anything. I haven't run ads before or I never applied for business funding before. This is my first business or like, oh, I don't really know anything about hypnosis really, you know. And then you ask the second question, like, so what is it about my program that you think it's going to work for you? Like, oh, I don't know. I just... Um, I really like your lip color in the video, so um, <laughs> you seem nice. Um, that's that's not the type of. I'm like yeah. I would. Say, all right, so then I would give them homework. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't push them to buy. I would say, all right, so watch these videos on YouTube or watch this series, and then let me know. And then mm -hmm. um, even now, when people ask me for, they say, I, I need a consultation or something to decide which hypnosis session is. I have videos about the, each different hypnosis session. Um, I have, I said, I give them like a consultation form. And some people that requested consultations, they don't even complete that form. Wow. So I need to give them an email conference consultation even mm. so it's like no <laughs> I wouldn't want you to be in my program at this point because then you would flake on the the sessions and you know it's it, it's just like you save a lot of energy mm -hmm. and um, heartache and you have less refund requests have more success stories more testimonials and that just makes your work so much easier like I had I was planning on running Facebook ads and I still haven't set them up because like I just been getting people coming in or re referred to me from my previous client that's awesome thank you that's, yeah it's that's great yeah and so with high frequency sales it just keeps you at a high level like you your business should feel good your customers mm -hmm. should feel good you should be happy to hop on the phone with someone on a sales call. Like, you know, if you think about a sales call, we think about um, an email inquiry or anything, people asking you questions, it shouldn't feel like a burden. Cause I noticed that on like, I'm active on Twitter. I see a lot of people complaining about like small business owners when they ask questions and they have attitude. And I'm like that entrepreneur is probably suffering from burnout because of the way their business is set up. Mm. So, and and when you suffer from burnout, you don't want to take inquiries, like then you can't even really clearly see who's the right customer for you versus who's the wrong one. So then you kind of push everyone away. Mm. So that really impacts your sales. And when you put up, when you start your business, you put all this energy into it, it should snowball. It should, yeah. that, that, that first blast of energy should keep going. It's not you like continuously throwing energy balls in your business because that's how you get tired. And that's why you feel tired now if you're listening to this. So your first 
push when you start your business should be start rolling for you you know Mm -hmm. and you should just be adding a little bit more here a little bit more there and it should feel good when you up level you know it could be scary but it's like it should you should be feeling a rush every time you up level a rush every time you close a deal Mm -hmm. a rush whenever you want to create a new product and then these clients that are so aligned they're the ones that help you create amazing uh, services and products because then you get feedback from them you know because they're all in and they know what you know what they what works and what doesn't work so you become a better coach because of your clients um, that are so aligned so it, you shouldn't just like you won't feel stagnant in your business because one you're making more money and then two you're also being challenged and given um, inspiration to continuously up level improve your services and products because your clients are invested in you mm-hmm. and you're taking their feedback and you're listening and improving always exactly. which is something that we can all do <laughs> all the time yeah. as coaches as you know people making an impact healers whatever you want to call yourselves um, it's always about like improving and growing and expanding and um, being in it like with your clients too because like yeah. it's like a I feel like I learned something from all of my clients and vice versa. And it's like this energy exchange. And I think showing up from that place of love and like really wanting to be of high service regardless and really um, just like wanting everyone also in your containers to feel safe and supported and um, everything is just vital. Yeah. And it's so, and I never saw myself really, when I started this practice, I thought it was just be a supplement to my business funding. So it's like, oh, you need help with your mindset. So I have this option there that just became its own business. And so it's been about a year and a half now, and I've only had to do two refunds. Wow. And the first one was like a mistake, like he didn't recognize the statement. And then the second one, she, it was also a mistake. So it wasn't even like people like, I don't, I need to give you, it's just like, that was, you know, and I had two businesses prior to this and that is, it's like, I always like, uh, I was always stressed out and I'm wondering like, oh, is this person not gonna be happy? Or like, oh, they're in need of front. This business, I don't, I don't feel that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because it's the type of business I run it's because of me in the business I'm a different person in the business now so is that because you're more passionate about it or is it because also or a combination of like you using your own tools of like hypnosis and yeah it's definitely um because of like my mental shift in it because now I'm going into real estate you know so I'm still going to have the same like focus and um identifying properties that would work and won't work and it's almost like it's just like of you chasing you're you're attracting because i know we say it but it's like you have this stillness inside of you you know the stillness that allows you to see like that's not gonna work (laughs) that's not gonna work and instead of just trying to like just get anything you're more patient for the right thing to come your way and this is so this even sounds like you could do it in relationships like <laughs> everything like i used to just take a client because it was a client like they want to give me money so yeah come on board it's like oh yeah i'll go out with this guy like come on <laughs> let's go out but now it's like 
I can be more discerning, essentially, because I have that focus and clarity and confidence that what I want will make its way to me. The ideal client, the ideal love, the ideal house, um, everything. Yeah. That's a powerful way to like live and be and feel. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I wanna, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's how I want to feel because I, you know, we're so used to like. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been like into like the your spiritual path or the woo or like the whole light worker like you know, vibe I, of things? I'm just curious. Um, so I actually went I, up until age like uh, 17. I was going to become a nun. Wow. Yeah, I was going to become a Catholic nun. And uh, so I've always, I've been um, religious or spiritual. So I always knew there was like a higher power. And then um, then I fell off and I left the church. And so throughout college. So I was, I guess, maybe um, an atheist, perhaps. No, I still believe in God, but I wasn't as like spiritual. And then um, I was hit by a van um, when I started working in um, my 20s, my early 20s. And it was like my life flashed before my eyes. Yeah. And so then I started to do my, my, that was like my spiritual awakening. And so I started to um, learn about um, chakras, like learn about like afterlife, about, um, I started to get tarot card readings and just started to like really, study a lot i studied like different religions um to see like which one really um really hit home so right now i'm still a christian um and so the church that i go to is um agape and um, michael beckworth uh he's in la so that Mm. he's like on oprah's super soul sunday so now um it's like i'm back to being a christian but very very spiritual and i know that it's like i don't know what (laughs) what to call myself but i'm now very very um into just like holistic view of ourselves not and i'm studying for my phd in clinical psych so it's like i know that mental physical emotional spiritual everything is important to us as a whole and i realize that when we try to just focus on one aspect of ourselves that's when you know get that imbalance Mm -hmm. because it's all connected it definitely is (laughs) and i think (laughs) that uh part of the big part of the journey is like really coming to terms with that and like not um leaving any part behind or brushing things under the rug when it comes to like that holistic approach um to be fully integrated in in, in your power yes integration (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people skip that part yeah, yeah definitely. and it's like um i love twitter because it's such a because as a generator you know you get people ask you questions and so that helps me create content answer you know videos because i'm just ask answering their twi- their tweets and then i can see um twitter is like people's almost um stream of consciousness mm-hmm. 
so you see like wait you just said this but then you want to do this wait why do you <laughs> you see the cognitive dissonance you see like the imbalances where you could kind of tell like where someone's putting all their energy into when they need to like evenly spread it out so it's like I know it's something that a lot of people are ready for for sure now because um, we are stuck with ourselves for <laughs> we've been stuck with ourselves for the past few months and you know it might be another few months or you want you don't know what's going to happen in the future so you still want to be prepared anyway mm-hmm. but now I think a lot of people are seeing where the gaps are and yes. they're looking to fill it they're seeing where the gaps are in a lot of ways, like in a personal way and also in a collective way, especially yeah. with everything that's been going on. And um, I, you know, a lot of people, I feel like a lot more people than ever are waking up now also that like were totally sleeping before. Mm-hmm. And people who've already have been on the journey are like waking up in a whole new way yeah. uh, and realizing things that, they may not have realized especially when it comes let me just especially when it comes to like racism especially like a lot of white people are waking up to terms with how ignorant they have been unintentionally especially coaches in the coaching world a lot of uh people are wanting to know how they can be part of the change how can they continue to support people it's like this whole like it's like we're all in a big freaking like plant medicine journey and we're like purging all these old paradigms and all these old things um and it's so fucking needed yeah you know that um the mayan calendar how it said the end of the world was like i think yeah 2012 oh wait well they said that they miscalculated so it was like (laughs) supposed to be uh june 20th was the end of the world well that was like yesterday <laughs> yeah still here retweet if you're still here oh my god <laughs> tag us if you're still here no <laughs> um, so it was so but it, they um there was a girl on on twitter and she said yeah um my ancestors are mayan and they mean a new era it's the mm. end of the old world and um michael um backward he said it in his sermon yeah, it is the end. It is a cop- apocalypse. Um, the end of this reality, the end of the world as you see it. And I feel like it's a completely new timeline, completely. Everyone is awake. Like people are like, wait, saying everything I learned in history class was bullshit. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, it wait, runs so I- deep. <laughs> It's like Benjamin Franklin's teeth weren't wooden. Like what? Like it's just like yeah, no. <laughs> it was just it's, and then you kind of see, and it's like intense shadow work, especially mm-hmm. in the U.S. Because um, when they brought people over and enslaved them, it created this entire shift. And then, in order to enslave people, other humans, you have to create this disconnect from them you have to separate yourself from this other human being in order to put them through this pain. And so in order to do that, you have to um, just really disconnect from your human side and make them less human. But then by making them less human, you also make yourself less human because you are supposed to be connected. So now as we're coming to terms of the history, the true history of the US 
and the bloodshed and the injustices and it we're going to move towards making it right mm-hmm. and then you'll see this huge flood of energy shift like everything that we've been suffering all all the health issues that everyone has been having um mental health issues physical health all of this stuff like the energy shift it's it's really going to be felt through the US not just with um black americans but everyone so for you to be part of the change is not only to help black people is to help your family the future generations like mm. the, the future essentially like where do you what type of world do you want your grandchildren to live in because in a world where um your next door neighbor is suffering it is right in your own backyard you know it's not like in another country it's like right here you know it's like yeah. <laughs> you have to take a trip and then it's a it's a riot and people are it's like you don't want to have it's it's like and then for the unrest the civil unrest can be resolved but so simply you know for equal just simply equality no one is asking for crazy terms it's just like hey can we not kill <laughs> people can we have can we you know have a updated law legal system that actually works like if you do actually do something wrong you you know pay your pay your debt to society not yeah. not your life you know and so seeing that shift and the safety measures and then also improving the type of people that we put into power you know shifting the dynamic mm-hmm. because we've been so busy kind of folk they make us they it, it's been rigged you know like mm-hmm. they make us focus inward if you're focused on yourself you don't focus on what's going on outside and a lot of black people have also been focused on themselves like trying to hit you know like within the black entrepreneur community everyone kind of was like oh gosh like i haven't done anything to contribute or to give back really you know yeah. so a lot of people are making are realizing that they've just been kind of hustling and thinking about their families but it's like okay my family lives in a house nice house but the neighborhood is burning so that's really it's not going to really mm-hmm. be a utopia so we all kind of everyone uh, across all backgrounds are like wow like we need to we need to do something and um i noticed too because i'm privileged um as a straight woman um as um with my socioeconomic background i was able to go to college and do you know i wasn't it was we're pretty privileged and so when i did see um people being shot or brutalized by the police you know i would do my instagram posts i would you know um show put on facebook i would sign petitions but then i would go back to normal i would go back mm-hmm. to thinking about my trips and thinking about this and i really wasn't doing anything to really truly make a change so um i think everyone now can see how can we truly truly deep just like how we help our clients yeah dig deep to make that shift now we have to dig deep on a gra- greater scale to make that shift yeah and it's and there's so many layers to it like like the whole systemic issues then the internal issues and like it's 
a lot of different layers. Yeah. And so it was almost like, so now that you see kind of, so and within the um, Kindred Coaching Manual, I have like a pyramid, you know how you have the pyramid of white supremacy? Mm-hmm. So then you have the pyramid of inclusivity or equality. Okay. So then it shows you like the little steps that you can do each day and then the big ones and then the big ones and then the top. So then you can almost like pick what you can do each day to check in and to make those shifts. So it makes it, um, because what happens is a bias, one of the biases I talked about in the workshop is when people feel like um, they're not able to help. Mm -hmm. So they just don't. So I wanted people to, I want to show people that know like, just like they say your vote matters, like your energy, your input does matter. It does create a ripple effect. Like if imagine if like a thousand of you did this one thing, like yeah, could really change what's going on in your county or your city. And that makes your city a safe place. And that's a big thing to yeah. and imagine if like everyone tried to make their city a safe place. Yeah, it's like team effort. I love that you go into it like that in your, what is it, the Kindred Coaching? Manual, yeah. Manual, and that's on your site that people can grab? Yeah, yeah. So Sweet. they can um, review it. And and so for the manual, I made it the way that um, I wrote it. It's not because, like, I'm not an anti-racism educator, mm-hmm. um, but I am someone that is familiar with the three-dimensional blocks and then the three-dimensional things that are keeping your clients and ourselves tied and that's by design it's on purpose like they want us to stay at this level so Mm -hmm. they create these um situations and these systems to keep us at this level so this manual is going to help you um be able to stay up level but at the same time know what you need to do to free your clients Mm. from blocks and these chains that's so awesome that you created that thank you i'm going to leave a note a link in the show notes for everyone (laughs) but like it's yeah it's like people more people need to like hear this and learn how they can be part of the change including me like i'm always learning too i'm not by any means perfect but um like it's definitely like a group effort like all of the people who call themselves healers or coaches or whatever any everyone period like who really desires for world peace and equality and change like needs to do their part in whatever way they can and Mm -hmm. i think that you're right a lot of people don't know what to do or how they can support or how they can continue to support Um, it goes way beyond just like a instagram post you know, it goes way beyond just reading a book or, you know, speaking up. It's like, okay, what other actions are you taking on a consistent basis and um, being consistent with that, like with anything? I think it's like becomes, it needs to become part of people's way of being, like literally being the change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so within um, the Kindred Coaching Kit, I have um, a hypnosis program, the brain training. So it's master your fear and master your biases. So first is going to help you release any fear that you may have for showing up 
or you know speaking your truth and helping and then it also helps you release those um subconscious the unconscious biases that we all have because um essentially just like how fear is taught biases are taught so with hypnosis and time techniques you can go back to that moment where you first decided to believe this unconscious bias Mm -hmm. um because that what uh the past week um i've had clients where we release racism and release um homophobia and so they weren't born homophobic you weren't born racist it's something Mm -hmm. you are born into a racist system and even if you consciously you're like i have black friends i have friends from all different backgrounds we still buy into the system subconsciously so with the hypnosis you're free from the system mentally wow and so then you can feel the clarity and you're like oh whoa this is no this is really whack this is really wrong okay and then you just have like this energy and this power in this place because um there's something called white fatigue and so when you're when you're trying to teach or you're trying to promote or you're trying to be anti-racist um your subconscious our brainers my our brainers our brain is <laughs> wired <laughs> to have a bias mm. because biases um help us make decisions fast make it um make our lives easier you know like you're always going to have bias but we're shifting we're, what we're doing is changing the bias that you have we're resetting it so this way now when you go into it and you're doing these things it no longer feels like work it's natural so you don't get tired you don't get fatigue because it's natural now just like blinking you're like <laughs> just it's, it's part of you wow uh hypnosis is like something else i <laughs> i think it's so cool that you made a hypnosis around that to support people i never even would think of that and you you were saying you helped clients release racism from time techniques mm-hmm. yeah so when you did that with clients i'm just curious like does like since a lot of it's like uh, so many layers of like unconscious stuff what did they notice like that changed in their reality like were they able to i don't know speak about it more or like yeah. take more action so for I can give an example. She gave me permission to use her story, but I, she's not like gonna give me a testimonial like, hey, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was racist, but <laughs> so she so she's a mother, and so um, her son is gay, and then he's also dating a black man. So she had this like she you know now she's re um, connecting with her son, but she still feel felt this like weirdness. Like she just, she just felt like, you know, she didn't feel comfortable still to be around them, but she wants to be in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, so essentially we went back in time when she first decided that it was wrong. It, it, was, it was wrong for people to be with the same sex. And then it was wrong for um, it, black people in the anti-blackness in her family um and she's and she's um latinx so we went back to it was like it was when her dad was talking about someone like a teacher or something and said that 
um, you know, said the F word and, and how it was bad. And so in her mind, she was like, that was when she decided that homosexuality was wrong because her father mm-hmm. said it. And so she had to learn from that moment, like, wait, no, my father is wrong about a lot of things and this is definitely one of them. And mm-hmm. then for um, anti-blackness, um, it was it was like um, they had a store and some, and then you know they would always check to see if um, black people were stealing from their store and all this stuff. And she had to go back to when she started to work at the store, and she realized that that black person was not stealing that they actually, it was like the memory was like weird. Like she just thought they would, but they ended up buying something, but she still had the suspicion for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so we released it all through, all the way to now. And then we instilled um, the new positive belief that you should be wary of everyone, but to but skin color and race is not a determined factor of actions. Mm-hmm. So you changed it to, you should be, like what can you say that again or would you consider that like an like a negative just oh (laughs) yeah so it's it's essentially because it's like you're gonna um we're always going to have this safety bias i see yeah our mind so it's important for us it's like it's okay it's okay for me to be wary it's okay Mm -hmm. for me to be suspicious but it's not okay for me to be suspicious because of skin color or race. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And yeah, because that's also like a protective mechanism in general of like being suspicious or careful, period, mm-hmm. point blank. Yeah, exactly, especially and as, as a woman too. So yeah. You know, I don't want to leave women out there like, la, la, la. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay woke, cun. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you know, but now um, she's able to make a clearer judgment because even that having that um, bias against skin color, that that puts a lot of police officers in danger because they oftentimes will treat white suspects that are armed better mm-hmm. than they would treat an unarmed black suspect. And then they, they get killed because they didn't, they weren't, their, their bias was rigged. And so the, if you look at statistics, how many officers are killed on the job, it's mm-hmm. by white perpetrators because they go into there not looking at the seed, they just look at skin color and they use skin color to determine the situation versus looking at the actual important aspects of the situation. Mm-hmm. So it makes you essentially safer this way. So you're not just trusting anyone because of their skin color, and then you're also not distrusting anyone because of skin color. You're mm-hmm. actually taking in the entire situation. You're more um, aware. So it's like a consciousness shift, a consciousness. So I elevate their consciousness. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. It's it's just crazy how so much of this is like subconscious for like so many freaking people, the whole, so many people. Like, I'm just thinking in my head of like, how, like, how can we like really like escalate the change? And it really, I guess it just comes down to continuing to like talk about things and speak up and 
just embody it. The more yeah. of us that do that, the bigger the ripple effect when we, we can create. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also like take our attention away from the images that the like the traditional media or mainstream media tries to push upon us. Mm-hmm. If we turn into we turn away and look for the truth on our own time and you know and talk to each other directly, that gives them less power and control as well. Um, like just the mainstream yeah. period. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, with the protests all across the country, most of them have been peaceful. There's like mm-hmm. three instances, and then there's an instance where there were police officers that were killed, and they were killed by someone who was actually in the army, and he wasn't black. He wasn't even mm-hmm. part of a protester. He would just went AWOL and killed those two officers that were protesting wow. duty. But the media, the way they spun it. But then, and then when the truth came out, they like did a little blurb <laughs> of the truth. Yeah, there was a lot of weird things going on with that that I heard with the, the random bricks laying different places too. And like people breaking into places and vandalizing things and they weren't even, they were white people, most of them. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, they had, and they used some video footage of old protests or like, or they had like a car, old um, police cruisers that were not even in use. So they just burned them so they could record them burning the cars. I did not hear that. And they had paid protesters that would kneel with um, police officers or hug police officers. It was just, you know, it's, it, it's so crazy how everyone is, because luckily because of social media, and because how everyone is awake now, we have mm-hmm. the time to really, <laughs> we have the time. I now. think that, yeah, I actually think that um, everything that ha- that's been going on with COVID has like sparked a, a great awakening with so many people that it's like now um, when it comes to all of this and the protests and all the stuff, like people are really like, something's freaking going on that needs to shift and yeah. <laughs> everyone's like we need to change this shit yeah there is like this isn't working and then and finally um it's a system that is not working so now we can finally start to shift um i think like in terms of um with the police um transitions and then within like each community and the cities and how police are within because it's only a two year, the police is only 200 year institution oh it's only what a 200 it's only been around for 200 years mm. um, police around the world before the police didn't exist so it's still rather it's not something that's um been around for so long so now we can see what's working and not so they need to just kind of redesign it and then they're going to redistribute the money within different facets of the city because you know, a lot of police officers aren't trained for domestic um, disputes, for mental um, mental illness, mental wellness checkups. Like there should be different units of people to help within mm. the community. And then back in the day, police officers were, they lived in the neighborhoods they, um, they served. So they knew exactly what was going on. So now um, with the additional funding, they kind of like take recruits from different cities or different, you know, just moves here. You don't know the background. You don't know this person. So it's kind of going back into community level and hiring within the community or you live in the area. So you know exactly what's going on. So 
because when you have that background information, that surveillance and intelligence behind behind you, you can make better decisions and safer decisions for mm-hmm. yourself and for the community. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of different things that we all need to like work on. <laughs> yeah. And so what we can do, um, we just have to vote locally. Because yeah. we also vote on the uh, presidential elections. And so we, the, lo- our local elections get away with a lot. And that's when it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like if a police shoots someone and they um, settle in court, we pay for it. Imagine the difference if they were responsible for paying for yeah. this. They would be more cautious, more um, training available, you know? Yeah, which there should be. There should be, right? <laughs> yeah. And then um, they're install- and then, you know, voting for them to do psychological um, checks before you join, before we give you a gun to go yeah. into the, to the city. To- I'm surprised they don't do that yeah that's scary yeah it it is and so um it's really important that and then i feel like they're also focused on um the unarmed shootings of black individuals which is definitely important because it is um, three times as high but the the statistics is high in general for everyone black Mm -hmm. latino white asian why are you shooting unarmed people (laughs) period like you know it's like these people die too so it's it's um definitely something with training definitely something psychological and they need to put those measures and those protections in place for everyone to feel safer yeah so true so true well, I feel like we covered so much in this, yeah. which was so good. I, like, I feel like we can go on for like another hour. Yeah. <laughs> but um, man, this was really amazing, Julia. I thank you so much for like sharing so many different facets of like what you do and how we can all be part of the change. And uh, it's just, it's been amazing. And I'm really excited for people to check out your kindred coaching manual is that that's what it's called again. Right. Mm -hmm. I will leave the link to that in the show notes, as I mentioned before, but is there anything else that you want to share with people like any other um, resources or where they can find you or any last message? Yeah. And if you um, want to learn more about, Um, manifesting while black or want to learn more about um, your subconscious mind I have a YouTube channel I post um, twice a week there so you know you can go through the old videos and uh, stay tuned for new ones oh that's so awesome I'm excited to check out your YouTube now (laughs) (laughs) this is so great I'll leave um, all the places for those of you listening um, I'll leave all the links so you can connect to Juliet on Instagram YouTube her website all the things she has as you can tell amazing uh, resources and programs to jump into to help you create success and abundance in all ways Um, And I highly recommend you go follow her. So thank you, Julia, again so much. This was awesome.
Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.